Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltisiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. Today we're going to take a look at not just the Lions, but the NFC North as a whole. I'm joined by James Cook, senior sports writer for the Traverse City Record Eagle. You can also hear him on the Get Around podcast. It drops on Mondays. Good to have you here, James. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So when the season ended, the Vikings had won the division. They were the only team to make the playoffs from the NFC North with a 13-4 and record. The Lions came in second at 9-8, and followed by the Packers, a game behind them. And then in the basement, we had the Bears at 3-14. and Now, records are important, but they don't begin to tell the whole story on the season. And, uh, of course, we know there's going to be some changes coming up with free agency in the draft, and everyone's going to make adjustments before then. Uh, but there does not appear to be any head coaching changes in the division this offseason. So what do you make of the division at this point, James? It, it's interesting that you have teams that are in such kind of opposite directions. You know, it, you know the, the Packers and the Vikings are very tight up against the salary cap. Uh, may end up being have, being put in the position where they have to cut some players, some veteran players who were contributors in the last over the last few years. Uh, you've got the Bears who have just a bounty of salary cap space and draft picks, and could he, that could be even more if they trade that number one overall pick and get just a, a haul for that, which is possible. I mean, if if they're if they're set on Justin Fields as their guy at quarterback, why draft somebody at number one when you can trade that pick to somebody else who wants a quarterback and move down a few spots and probably still get the guy you want? And that number one pick is much more desirable this year than last year. Yeah, because there's there's three quarterbacks up at the top that you know everybody has in various <laughs> orders. You right. know, but it's pretty much this little, the same consensus on those three guys, and then a drop off after those three. Um, so, so you could see some. You know, there's there's way more than three teams that need a quarterback. <laughs> right, and if the Bears do move down, that'll allow them to get more and more players because they've got Justin Fields. A lot of people are pretty excited about him. They, they see a lot of potential there. We saw some flashes. Um, I don't know that I am yet sold on him, and I think my bias probably comes from the history of Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I have that too. Um, it's just the whole Ohio State thing and, and their quarterbacks not being great in the NFL. And him, he hasn't disproven that as far as his throwing ability. I mean, you look at when they the, when they won games, He only a couple of those games he didn't throw for 100 yards. Right, but he ran for like 150. So I mean, it's, he's a he's a different kind of quarterback. Uh, you know, more more Lamar Jackson than you know a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. You know, not, right. as, no. not as much Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has pretty well established himself as a guy who can throw the ball just as well as he can run. He you did know. prove that this year. And now there are a lot of questions mm-hmm. coming into this year on Jalen Hurts. And I guess if you're looking at those two teams, the big takeaway difference right now is. Philadelphia had a great offensive line, and the Bears have, like, mm-hmm. the opposite of that. So <laughs> yeah. we have to say, in all fairness to Justin Fields, we've got to see what if he the Bears can give him a good offensive line, you can see a big step forward. Plus, they're still trying to figure out their wide receiving core over there in Chicago. Yeah, that's the thing. He, 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 it is hard to give him a grade, I guess, Justin Fields. It's, I, I guess it would be incomplete at this point because, yeah, they don't have a good offensive line. They had one of the worst offensive lines 
in the NFL last year, I think. Their their receiving core was was very middle of the road at best, and not even that after Darnell Moody got hurt. You look at them, I think best-case scenario for them is to have Darnell Mooney as your number two receiver and Claypool as your number three. But they don't have a number one. they gotta no. go out, They got to go out and get one, either in free agency or in the draft. They're in position to be able to do that, you know, and then use some of those draft assets to get some offensive linemen. And then you could be looking at this team being a team that could make big steps, I think, in the next year or two. It wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Bears to try and take a step forward and try and get close to that 500 level. Do I think they're seriously going to compete for the NFC North title this year? No. I don't think anybody does. But I think it does start with that offensive line, as you talked about. Their defense... Actually, isn't as good as people might think it is. They gave up more points than the Minnesota Vikings did this year. Trading Roquan they, Smith they, in the middle of the season probably didn't help that matter. Traded their two best defensive players in the middle of the season. That that defense was not great. Um, you know, that's maybe another thing that they can just try to to fix in this draft. I mean, right now they don't have. I guess they have a they have more draft picks than most teams. They got an extra fourth and an extra fifth. But I think they're going to add to that. I, I think that there's a pretty good chance that they try to trade down in the in the first round, at least a couple spots, if not maybe a bigger spot, and get just a gigantic haul of draft picks and maybe a couple of players even in that um, from somebody who's desperate for one of those three quarterbacks, or for somebody who fall, has fallen in love specifically with only one of those three quarterbacks and has to have that guy. I mean, we've seen that in the past. Look what San Francisco gave up to try and get up and get Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. So the Bears are definitely in a great position to do that. They've got great salary cap space. So even though we don't think they're going to compete for the North title, I would mm-hmm. not be surprised to see a major improvement from that team come next fall. Right. I mean, as of right now, they have $119 million in cap space. That's astronomical. That is, that is crazy. That is – it's abs- – that – you remember like uh, a couple years ago when the Jaguars, I think it was going into the, the Urban Meyer season, yeah. they had all that cap space and they spent it on all these big free agents and everything. And once they had about that much money. So, yeah, the, the Bears have and, a lot of opportunity to improve. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the free agents, they have a lot of free agents this year, um, but not a lot of them are their, their big name players guys that are going to cost a lot of money to bring back. Probably the biggest name one is David Montgomery. They're, that, they're running back. That's they've exactly got, who I was going to go And they've got Khalil Herbert, who appears to be a guy that they could just slide in if they, for some reason, part ways with Montgomery. Now, that's a big question. I wonder if they'd bring Montgomery back. He's a guy I feel like they've always underused since he arrived there because he mm-hmm. seems like a great runner. And I guess the question is how much do they want to pay for a running back? With um, Herbert playing as well as he did last year, they might decide to move on from Montgomery. Is Montgomery a guy the Lions could look at if Jamal Williams doesn't come back? It could be. I mean, I, I like the, the possibility of Jamal Williams coming back with the Lions. I like that when he was interviewed this week during uh, various he went on ESPN, Good Morning Football and all that stuff, he referred to the Lions as we. Like, like, he assumes that he's coming back. I like that kind of, attitude you know, as well, you know, the inclusiveness. Yeah, yeah. I think he said, we run the North. Yeah, so I like or that. Something, or something Al- like already that. showing the confidence there. Uh, I do hope we bring Jamal Williams back as well, because it's not mm-hmm. just what he does on the field, but it's what he does in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So while we think the Bears are going to add some improvement to their team because they have so much potential spots to do that, and we think they'll probably move their way up towards the middle of uh, the 500 level uh, for competing, the Vikings, 
they were the team that won the division. And I think most people are probably presuming Minnesota's going to take a step backwards next year because their point differential actually was in the negative, even though they had such a, a good record at 13-4. and four. Yeah, I think so. Unless Brian Flores can work some magic with this defense, uh, that was, I, I think everybody saw that coming for the playoffs, that nobody was afraid of the Vikings. They knew they could score some points, but they knew that they were going to get a lot of points. So nobody was really scared. I think teams were more worried about the Lions sneaking into the playoffs than the, than the Vikings. Unless Flores really pans out or they do something with that defense, they definitely, I think, are going to regress next season. They're in bad cap space. Very bad. They're over the cap right now by over $7 million. So I'm expecting guys like Adam Thielen, he's going to have to take a serious pay cut or he won't be back. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that Dalvin Cook's a cap casualty as well. Could That, that could be. And when Alexander Madison's a free agent as well, their right. other running back, their other good, really good running back, who if if they had him under contract, then you could yeah, then you could let Dalvin Cook go. I'm not I'm not sure on his age, but I mean he's he's up there. He's got high mileage and he's been hurt a couple of times. So, but then it, you got T.J. Hawkinson who's going to get a pay raise next year, and then if they're going to extend him, that's going to cost more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have a lot of salary cap issue things to worry about and figure out there. So I'm expecting a regress from the Vikings. I think big time. Being that much over the cap, you know they have their free agents that they have to take care of. Um, you know their their center is a free agent. Um, and he's a really good one. He's gonna he's gonna cost a lot of money to retain, probably over ten million dollars a season, if they want to keep him. Uh, Greg Joseph, their pretty good kicker, is a free agent as well. Uh, Irv Smith, the other tight end yep. they like to use as well, uh, aside from Hawkinson, is a free agent. Um, Patrick Peterson. I mean, they've got a lot of free agents. Uh, I've, I've heard possibilities that even Harrison Smith could be a casual ca- salary cap casualty. Uh, yeah, Irv's- and, and he's with their probably their best defensive player, him and Eric Kendricks, who is another guy who could be a, a cap casualty. There's going to be a there's going to be a very different looking team on the Minnesota defensive side and potentially the offensive side next year. Yeah, I, I don't think Irv Smith is coming back with the T.J. Hawkinson move. I don't think you can afford to pay two tight ends unless they get a deal on him because you know maybe teams in free agency will be leery of him because he's had injury history the last two years, can't stay on the field. So maybe maybe they get a deal on bringing him back on like a one-year kind of prove it, see if you can stay healthy type of contract. But the other thing that the Vikings are looking at is they don't have a whole lot of assets as far as draft picks. They, okay. have, they have a first-round pick this year. They don't have a second. They have a third, a fourth, and a fifth. And that's it. No sixth, no seventh. That's not a whole lot only, to bring only, in they only, have, they only have four draft picks, and only one of those is really high. Fixing this overnight I don't think is going to happen for them. So I, I think a regression for them is bound to happen. Now, I'm not going to count them out of competing for the division because they had 13 wins this year, but I, I don't think you'll you'll see them anywhere near that 13 number. I think you might be looking at somewhere around 9 or 10 games, and it's going to depend. Can, with that offense, they can do that, I think. If they can keep, if they can keep that offense pretty somewhat intact, you know, and, and losing Adam Thielen, if, if they let him go, K.J. Osborne was a was a great player for them the second half of the season. He's, I think he's a breakout player for them, would take immediately step into that number two receiver spot. They wouldn't lose a lot. No, they need K.J. Osborne to become more consistent because he did throw, show some great flashes the second half of the season. And if he can shore up that number two spot, that would help the offense out a yeah, lot. I think that number, if, if that happens, I think they're not worried about that number two spot with him. Uh, he stepped in last year as a rookie and played just really, really well. Um, for somebody in their their first year, I mean, it's becoming more and more of a thing now, where rookies come in as wide receivers, 
I mean, you're the same age as me. You know how it used to be if you play fantasy football, you stay away from the, the wide receivers in their first or second year. Totally. Because teams just developed them, and, and they didn't play full-time for a couple of years a lot of times. Right. They it was just, the exception. They just didn't get it. It was the yeah. exception same, if they were going to be successful. Same, but then, thing with, same thing with tight ends. It's like you you waited and you saw who was in their third year, and that's when you drafted them, and mm-hmm. it's not that way anymore. Now look what Chris Olave did this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, look at so. Garrett Wilson, any just any number of, of receivers. Avon Ross St. Brown last season. Yeah. And and then turning that around into a stellar season this year too. But it's just that's just not the thing anymore that it used to be. Well, the the odds actually just came out recently about who they were predicting to, you know, win the NFC, the NFC as a whole. And three out of the top seven teams actually come out of the north. The Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings. Now, the Vikings are like number seven on that list. And the Lions and Packers were actually tied with each other. I think they had four and five on the list. And the Lions and Packers, I believe, are have about the same expectations to win the NFC North. What are you thinking on the Packers right now? There's a lot of question marks surrounding that team. Yeah, I mean, the first and foremost is the obvious one of, of, of quarterback. What do you do yeah. with Aaron Rodgers? Do you, do you trade him? I, that Financially, they're not in a, in a situation where they can afford to cut him. The, the, too much of that contract becomes accelerated, and it becomes just something that you can't do. I mean, they're over the cap as it is right now. Yep. They can't take, I think it's a 50 or $80 million hit, I think, if they cut him right now. If they trade him, it's much less. Right, it's like $29 million or something so, like that, so I yeah, saw. So, yeah, they could, they could trade him, and they can they could do it um, as long as they don't take on another quarterback or somebody who's making a lot, a lot of money and hand the ball over to, to Jordan Love, who's still in his rookie contract. It's a it's a rookie first-round quarterback contract, so it's still not real, real cheap. Yeah. But it's a pittance compared to what Aaron Rodgers is getting. And then you and then you go from there. I mean... Well, let's look at that quarterback thing for a minute. As a Lions fan, do you want the Packers to keep Aaron Rodgers, knowing he takes up so much of their salary cap, it affects what they can put around him, or are you ready to say goodbye, Aaron, and hope he goes somewhere like to the Jets in the AFC so you don't have to see him? Mm-hmm. If I'm a Lions fan, I, I would want them to bring Aaron Rodgers back. Last year, you saw he obviously has lost a little bit, too. Well, and, and losing Devontae Adams, some of the pieces around him, his number one mm-hmm. reliable target was gone. That definitely affected him in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he had they had some great uh, rookie wide receivers last season that, as the season went on, started producing more and more and getting better and better in uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. But Alan Lazard is a free agent this season. And that's one of his other favorite targets. Randall Cobb is a free agent. If if Rodgers doesn't come back, neither is Randall Cobb. The no, Packers aren't going to bring Randall Cobb back. They only brought him back because Aaron Rodgers requested Rogers them to do that. So if they tr- so if they trade Rodgers to the Jets or whoever else, then 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 Cobb's out of the equation. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're going to let him retire. Robert Tunyon's a free agent. That's another one of his favorite targets. One of the guys he likes. Mercedes Lewis is a free agent. So both of their top two tight ends. The Mercedes Lewis story is just great about how how old that dude is and still playing in the NFL at tight end and playing at a pretty good level. Sure. But they're over $9 million over the cap right now. So they're going to have to cut players. They have more draft capital than the Vikings do. Yeah, they got some of that with the Adams So they can replace some guys with guys on rookie contracts and stuff. Um, You know, the Vikings, one of those picks that they traded away was... For Hawkinson, you know, so that paid off well for him and everything, you know. But the so the Viking or the the Packers pretty much just have their own picks and a couple of extra sevens. 
Yeah, I am. I can't argue with the idea of them keeping Aaron Rodgers because, again, with the salary cap space that his contract takes up, it limits what they can put around him. It seems like they could rebuild quicker if they were to move on from him because their defense was actually not very bad. They had a decent defense last year. Their defense was solid. Their defense was solid, and and most of the players that there are free agents for them um, on their defense are the role players. Adrian Amos, their free safety, is, is a guy that they have to bring back, I think, find a way to bring back. Um, he's a free agent. They're going to be in the same position as the Vikings, I think, where they're going to have to maybe look at cutting some of those expensive veterans that they have to free up space to be able to bring back some of those guys, to be able to get out of the cap enough to be able to sign those rookie draft picks, and then maybe not even be in position to sign hardly any free agents from outside the organization. Right, they're going to have to be looking for for deals outside the organization yeah. if they want to bring in some free agents. Yeah. But their defense was the best one in the NFC North, so mm-hmm. they don't have to build up as much on that side of the ball. While their defense was the best, I think ours, the Detroit Lions defense, improved the most throughout the season and gives you hope going forward because... Mm-hmm. Not only do we see growth from our rookies, we have some cap flexibility. We can bring in some free agents as well. Yeah, the Lions have some some space. It's not they don't have like an abundance like the the Bears, or not even close. No, nobody. But does, they have but enough yeah. to be able to go after one or two potential starters in free agency, and then try to find what has been Brad Holmes's mo the last two years is find guys who are you can bring in on one year prove it contracts and see if they work you know guys like charles harris charles like john you know, kaminsky yeah you got him off isaiah Kamin- bugs kaminsky was a great one bugs yep anzalone you know guys that they can get at reasonable contracts and you hope you get starter level production you know you're not looking for superstar level production that's how you do the money ball in the nfl and so the Lions now are going to have to make some decisions on some of those guys because th- some of those guys they brought in are free agents now. And that's going to be a big question mark. I think the biggest name out there is DJ Shark because he's going to probably command the biggest contract. Jamal Williams, the other question is, are you going to pay him as much as he's going to command? Now, not demand, but command. Because there's going to be some offers coming out for each of those guys. And it'll be interesting to see who else goes after them and what those offers are compared to what the Lions are willing to offer up. I, I think Williams is much more realistic in that there's there's a glut of running backs in free agency this year. So Agreed. running backs uh, and, and in the draft. It's a great year for general managers to bring in running backs and a horrible year for running backs to be free agents. It really is. Wide receivers like the opposite. DJ right. Shark, I think, is going to be the number one receiver out wide, there. Wide receivers, uh, yeah, opposite. DJ Shark's going to get, you know, double-digit million dollars a year in free agency. Whether that's to the Lions or somebody else, I don't know. Uh, you know, the Lions are thinking that they have Jameson Williams, who's maybe going to be their 1A, 1B with Brown, and then you try to find somebody else. Do you hope maybe Quinces Cephas finally stays healthy for a season? Do you just keep leaning on Khalif Raymond? You know, right, guys, you've got Josh guys, Reynolds guys like there that. on the yeah, side. You, you still got Reynolds three. under contract for another year or so. You could try to get along with those guys and not pay Chark, which is a pretty realistic option. Option, I think. I don't know, think that they're going to overpay. No, and then they have to be careful because while the offense was good, you want to make sure the offense doesn't regress from the this year to next year. But at the same time, you know you need to put more resources into the defense. So that's mm-hmm. where that tricky thing is where um, you don't want an overabundance of wide receivers that can't all get the ball and then not have a defensive back or a linebacker to help out on the defense. So that's going to be an mm-hmm. interesting balance to see how they, they run that out. 
Yeah. Some of the guys I think they're going to lose in free agency, guys that other teams are going to offer more money than the Lions are going to want to give them, it's going to be, I think, Chark. Evan Brown, I think we'll get somebody will offer him more of a contract than the Lions are going to want to give him. And then they've got a bunch of players on defense. they got to hope come up like those other players, like what was it, Bugs, Anzalone, and I think they were the third one was. Was it Kaminsky? There were there was three players though that said you know we'll take under 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 value to come back to Detroit. Those seem to be about the right people. They do. And I knew it was Anzalonian bugs were two of them, and I can't remember who the third one was. But it sounds like Kaminsky was that right type of person. And you know, so it, that's that's what they're going to have to get because they need to. I think they need need to resign Deshaun Elliott. No, I think Elliott's going to get a lot of offers or a lot of interest at least out there. Um, you know, because the other big question is, is Tracy Walker going to come back healthy? Because if you have Walker and Joseph, you're feeling good if they're both completely healthy. But Elliott was a vital piece of that defense. The question is, can you mm-hmm. afford him back there with Walker having a big contract as well? We know we need to bring in a couple of defensive backs, um, even with Okuda yeah. coming back. Yeah. You still need somebody. I mean, they've got Jerry Jacobs, who he kind of up and down. Awarie is a free agent this year. He regressed so much last year after such a good season the season before. Um, but maybe they get him to come back on a cheap deal. But the top two defensive backs we have under contract are Okuda and Jacobs. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we re-sign at least one of our free agents, but I am expecting mm-hmm. a draft spot and a free agent signing there. Yeah, I would I would think so. I mean, they're in a, a position in the draft with two first-round picks where one, I could see easily one of those being a defensive back. Um, and there's guys in that range of both of those picks where they pick at 6 and 18 who would fit. That makes sense. And, this, and same thing with an elite defensive tackle. They see somebody at one of those picks. It's a defensive tackle who can can push the pocket. That seems to be the way the NFL's moving now. It used to be the defensive ends and the edge rushers, and now defensive coordinators love that defensive tackle who can push the pocket, all that kind of stuff. Get all that extra pressure on the you quarterback, know, but, but force I, an error. Yeah, but I think you're right about defensive backs. they got to invest some money in defensive backs. If they're going to play the same defense they did last year, they played in the nickel almost all the time. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need some more coverage out there. Then you know, so I don't know if that was because they did out of necessity, because they felt their defensive backs were better than their linebackers, because after the top couple of linebackers, there was a big drop off. Whether they can do that again, I don't know. But they're in a position in the draft, and in what seems to be a decent draft for linebackers, where they could maybe help that linebacker core. I think they've got to in free agency or or the draft. Yeah, add, if add not both, one or two yes. linebackers to that. And then see who they're bringing back as well, because like you've mentioned, Anzalone is a free agent as well. Yeah. So we talked about the Bears finishing. We think they're going to, you know, get closer to 500. They took up fourth. You know, the Vikings are going to regress. The Packers, the Packers are the Packers, right? They won three years in a row before this past year. We don't count them out regardless of what's going on. If you look at their division records this year, the Vikings were four and two in the division. Lions were five and one. Packers were 500, and the Bears were winless. So I do think it's going to be a three-team race for that top. I'm not going to count Minnesota out, and I'm not counting Green Bay out until we know how the dust settles. And as high as expectations are for the Lions, there's always going to be the naysayers and the people who won't believe it until they see it. Yeah, I think so. And and I wouldn't count the Bears out as making a – I think they're going to make a step forward next year at a minimum. Well, James, thanks again for joining the show today. It was great talking with you about the Lions. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. And again, that's James Cook. Senior sports writer for the Traverse City Record Eagle. Remember, you can catch him at the Get Around podcast that drops on Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to the podcast to get alerts about new episodes. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends.